Hello and welcome to another episode of the All About Feeling Good podcast where I interview vegans from all over the world so they can share their story about why and how they adopted this lifestyle. I am your host Richard Arsenault and today's guest is Bradley McDonald. He's 33 years old from Moncton, New Brunswick. Uh, welcome to the show, Brad. How are you? I'm um, actually 35. I'm great, though. <laughs> oh, 35. All right. That is right. Yeah. That is that is definitely my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm great. Uh, I'm glad to be here, and I'm uh, you know I'm I'm. Uh, it's always great to to chat with like-minded people and uh, you know discuss you know how we how we got to this point in our lives because. You know, some people are born vegan and some people are born into this lifestyle, but uh, for me, that definitely was not the case. So, you know, um, I was 30, 29 when, it, when I got into it. So, yeah. So, but yeah. Cool, cool. So uh, what you what, what keeps you busy up in uh, New Brunswick there in, uh, in Moncton, the big city? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, lately things have been, uh, things have been a little bit different. Uh, you know, I work from home, I guess, so as far as keeping busy, it's, uh, you know, my job keeps me quite busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just cooking, you know, and getting out in nature. I, I sort of live on the outskirts of Moncton, um, technically nice. still in Moncton, but I, I, you know, my background, my backdrop here is more, you know, rural. So I can sort of just walk out in my backyard and take, you know, a nature, nature walk or a nature hike. So, um, as far as keeping busy, it's, uh, it's, it's trying to find a balance between work and work and, uh, you know, getting out in the wilderness, I guess nice yeah that's that's always the best part i always told myself i'd never want to live in the middle of a city again like i don't mind living close by or kind of in it but like you said sounds like your spot's in in a perfect place you're close to everything but you got that nature feel to it right yeah and i I mean i i I have lived in like i guess central moncton i guess um where the feeling that's the feels just different right like i mean i've lived in downtown halifax too so Mm mm-hmm but I feel like where I am now is sort of the sweet spot. Like you said, like I'm a couple of minutes from town and I'm sort of already, you know, in a place where I can just go in my backyard. My backyard is like a playground, I guess. Right. So nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So you've been vegan for around four years. Is that correct? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably not the only one, but I originally went vegetarian, um, you know, through doing my own research and it sort of, sort of all happened when, uh, you know, we found out my dad was sick with heart disease Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I started doing, I started just researching about heart disease and, you know, causes and stuff like that. Um, which led me to cut out, um, like animal protein out of my diet. And, um, that actually led me to increase my dairy intake, which, um, I ended up in the hospital, um, you know, sick with stomach and digestive issues so that's sort of how you know i became i guess Mm plant-based originally um which i guess so i went vegetarian in 2014 and then um i you know i cut out all animal products in 2017 so it'll be four years um january 2nd nice so you know it's been uh it's been a while um it's like i almost forget that i've it's almost like I forget that I, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't always vegan. It's, it's funny that we sometimes forget that, but, uh, but that is the case. I was, you know, I was 29 when I guess I went vegetarian. So I, the first 29 years of my life, I didn't really, I sort of turned a blind eye to, to all the, the things of all the benefits and all the, you know, everything else. But, um, mm-hmm. 
but it's it's definitely it's definitely a positive um positive aspect of my life now and that's like i'm sure this is like a cliche but you know i wish i had done it way sooner i wish i had awakened to it way sooner but yeah i think i think we all say that eh? it's a it's a <laughs> it's a very common thing for uh for a vegan to say we all wish we would have done it sooner <laughs> i only yeah. regret, I only regret yeah. It's not. <laughs> yeah so it sounds like um what really kicked it off is is your your father's sickness and stuff you know kind of got you looking into it a little deeper and uh um you said when you went vegan did you feel like you had any doubts going into it or or what kind of information did you gather how, how did you feel about about making that that change um it's funny because when i first i took a i took an online cooking course um mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody like any of your listeners are familiar with it, but it's called Ruby. So R O U X B E. Um, it's an online culinary cooking course. Okay. And I took that because, um, I was one of those people that thought that you had to eat meat mm-hmm. or that you had to drink, you know, dairy for calcium. You know what I mean? I, I thought that we had to do all these things and that's why we did them. So I guess, um, you know, I was, um, besides the shock of learning, <clears throat> excuse me, that we don't have to do that. It, it was the learning curve of how to replace those things. Um, and in hindsight, it's way easier than I, than, than I made it out to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, but when you come from a place where you think that you have to consume these things to survive and then, you know, years later you realize like you didn't have to at all. Like, and if anything, you can thrive without them. So, um, I wouldn't say I had like, it wasn't, it wasn't so much, um, I guess I was just coming from a place, you know, an uneducated place or uh, just the way we were raised, right? We were all sort of, most of us were raised just to, to be one way. Um, but I guess through research and uh, I probably probably went de- a little bit deeper into it than most people do. Most people probably just eat something else. Um, whereas I, in the beginning, I was more trying to, you know, build meals that were very nutritionally balanced, I guess, um, which isn't a bad thing, mind you. Um mm-hmm. But that being said, I never really used to cook that much. So, <laughs> so this cooking course gave me the, you know, the knowledge to sort of, um, you know, just how to, to make a meal, I guess, because before that it was, it was a lot of takeout and a lot of junk food. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was, uh, I sort of did like, uh, I mean, when I look back on it, I didn't really do it in steps. I sort of just did it as, as new information arose, I made changes in my lifestyle, mm-hmm. I guess. For sure. And I just, I, ne- I never really thought. I guess when I was researching heart disease, I didn't read much about area. It was more about, you know, red meats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was pretty easy to, to, to cut out because um, growing up, I never really, I always had an issue eating meat off the bone um, for whatever reason, I guess. Um, you know, I mean, it was, um, I can remember very, very vividly not liking to eat meat off the bone and people had to take the meat off the bone. And like, I guess in hindsight, it just, you know, it makes sense, but at the time, it was um, you need to eat this, so mm-hmm. I just found comfortable ways to eat it, I guess, for myself. Um, but yeah, I guess with education, I just uh, you know, I, I just with the knowledge that I gained, I I made the changes necessary to to continue thriving with uh, without that stuff in my diet. For sure, yeah, yeah. There's so much information nowadays, and it's just about how 
how much research one does and you know there's just so many different things but it's also to do what's gonna like relate to us and what's gonna make that trigger for us because it's so different for everybody right you can watch 10 different documentaries and you're yeah okay get it but like doesn't really trigger you know anything but some people go watch like myself watch one documentary and i'm like yeah like this makes total sense like what am i doing and then just jump on it so so different for everybody but like yeah sometimes it just takes more for one person to dig into it before they they feel ready to make that switch right yeah and even like when you mentioned documentaries it's like i can't remember the names of them but uh like there's those forks over knives and it was uh i can't remember them but there was one where the you know they followed around three people who went playing bass for a month i can't remember the name exactly but right you know, they were all on Netflix, right? And they were all sort of once you watch one, like the next recommendation is another one that's sort of similar. So yeah. we just, um, my my wife at the time, we we just we just started watching them. And I think one of them was about diabetes, and we're like, what diabetes? Like, what does that? We thought it was sugar, right? And then all of a sudden, it's animal. It's like yeah. it's all these lights going off in her head. This is just, yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. So like each each movie, it's just like you know, you're just being more and more aware of what you're eating. Absolutely. I don't think people really, you know. I don't think people think of much about what they eat, you know, at the time. It's more mm-hmm. when something happens, um, you know, like when your health starts to drop, that's when you start to think like, oh, maybe I should eat better. Yeah. Um, instead of the opposite, <laughs> you know, prevent, instead yeah. of taking preventative measures, we just, uh, we only, we only act reactively, I guess. Yeah, no, you're totally right. You know, it's, you get reminded or you think of it when something happens or, oh, you feel a little shitty after a meal, and then you think of, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat there, or I should eat better and stuff. But then when it comes next meal or the next day, you kind of just you just keep doing what you were doing before, and you're yeah. not thinking about it till it happens again. But, yeah, for sure. Right. So tell us a bit about um, what your diet was like um, in the past prior to going vegetarian, plant-based and all that, and then moving forward until, um, now, what does your diet look like and stuff? So before, um, it would have been, oof, I would have skipped the produce section altogether, likely. I mean, uh, in, in all, you know, in, in reality, maybe bought a bag of oranges or a bag of apples or, you know, just something like that to throw in the crisp for that probably went, you know, bad before I ate them all. Um, and I was the type of person that'd be making like a bologna sandwich um, while eating the bologna out of the package and making a sandwich and, you know, putting processed and not even like, you know, like processed cheese on it and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mayonnaise. And basically I ate, uh, I don't want to say to survive, but I mean, I sort of just filled the hole. I didn't think about nutrients. I didn't think about health. I didn't think about, you know, feeling good or feeling bad. I just, Oh, I'm hungry. Got to eat something, you know, something microwavable, uh, you know, pizza pockets or pizza, frozen pizza, or just very, I did it very unconsciously, I guess. I just, you know, mm-hmm. bought cheap food and I ate whatever, like chips and pop. And, you know, I didn't really ever think about any repercussions, I guess. I mean, I was younger, so I maybe my body wasn't this, you know, it didn't have the same effect as it does on me now. Not that I'm that much older, but, um, but I guess, um, you know, and when I went vegetarian, I, I, one of the biggest, uh, <clears throat> one of the biggest issues I made was I cut out 
you know, animal protein. And I can't, you know, all these flat, like I didn't eat any fish or anything like that. Like when I went vegetarian, I, I basically just continued eating eggs and, and dairy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't, I didn't replace those proteins with anything. So I didn't like, you know, I wasn't like, okay, I'm not eating, you know, I'm not eating this piece of meat anymore. So now I need to eat like a, like a a spoonful of lentils or something. I just sort of, like I said, I increased my dairy intake. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I got sick uh, and I say sick, I was, I was in the hospital and like they were, I I had all sorts of invasive, you know, procedures and, you know, tests and stuff like that. And the specialist basically said, um, you know, I have serious digestive issues and they showed me, you know, on the screen, like, this is, this is your problem. And I saw it and I'm like, okay, like, and he said, like, uh, I can't remember exactly if it was an inflammatory or steroid or something, but he said like, you know, it's pills for life basically. And, uh, maybe that was what really hit, hit home was like, um, like I don't want to take pills for life. So like, what else can I do? Um, which for me, um, was to go fully plant-based because at that point I knew it existed, but I didn't really, again, I was sort of like, but we have to eat, you know, yeah. animal protein. Um, at that point, I, that's what I thought, um, you know, cows had to be milked. That's just what I thought. Um, so anyway, I cut that stuff out <clears throat> and I haven't been back um, for that reason since. So um, I still have, you know, I still have issues, I guess, mm-hmm. as far as health goes. I feel like they're way less, you know, um, intense than they ever have been. So, you know, potentially I did serious damage by my previous eating habits, but yeah, um, you know, I'm doing everything I can to, to change that. And even recently, it's like when I, when I went plant-based, it was like, like I said, I took that course, which is, it was a course that I was, it's almost like you should have taken a prerequisite because I jumped into this professional online cooking course for like, I felt like I should have like been in, already had some experience in the culinary industry, which I didn't. Yeah. Um, but when I came out, I felt like I was making these very, you know, intricate dishes of like nutritionally balanced food. So for a while, that's how I ate. Um, but then I discovered ju- uh, vegan junk food, <laughs> which sort of put me back into like a category of when I ate animal protein, but I guess I wasn't eating animals, but I was eating vegan junk food, I guess. Right. Um, so I guess more recently it's caught up with me and I just have been feeling, you know, a little sluggish and, um, you know, not sleeping well, um, mm-hmm. just, just, you know, not, not, not as intense as it used to be, but you know, it's, it's reminded me to take another look at my diet. And, um, so that's sort of what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm actually moving into a new place, um, <clears throat> where I'll have my own kitchen again and stuff like that. So I can get back into the hang of things. Um, and I'm sort of looking into, you know, like, super like taking in taking in like superfoods and like eating more fruit and vegetables mm-hmm. uh, and you know really starting to hone in on my diet because just in the last couple of weeks i know like it's it's funny because i'm the type of person who has to sort of try something myself and it's either gonna if i, if I don't feel the, the effects that i'm reading or that other people have felt then i'm i'm like ah, okay well i'm glad it worked for you but it didn't work for me but right. um you know i guess i'm results driven um so when i feel great about something after i tried it it's like it's almost like I become addicted to feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you, it's funny. It's the opposite. Cause when we don't feel good after what we eat, like you said, like we, that feeling goes away and then we go back at like the next time we go yeah. back and do it again. But when I feel great after you eat or when you feel better, you know, you see a, like a change, a positive change. It's like, you almost, it's like you become addicted to that. I, I, I don't want to go to the gym and stuff like that, but I've heard yeah. similar stories about people who go to the gym. It's like, 
you know, you have to drag your ass out of bed. But when you get there and then after the gym, you're like ready for the day kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess it's sort of the same thing. I mean, I can't, I don't have any experience with that, but, but as far as my diet goes, um, just in the last couple of weeks, I've changed it a little bit out and, uh, it's, it's, it's easy. It's like, you know, if you, if you eat the, the deep fried vegan foods, it's like, you know, they're healthy er, I guess <laughs> yeah. you know, there's no cholesterol, but I mean, you're still eating deep fried, yeah, whatever processed, processed food, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's garbage in garbage out. You are what you eat. Um, and I'm not saying that I'll never eat that stuff Yeah, for sure. because <laughs> it tastes good. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying that I'm way more conscious now of what I'm putting in my body and, uh, you know, how it affects me for sure. Yeah, I think a lot of it is is just that is just becoming more aware and conscious each and every time. And even if you're not making too many changes within that time, is just the just the point of becoming more conscious and more in tune with your body, being aware of how you feel and stuff is just gonna help you, you know, go make better decisions. I guess on on your next meal or or stuff like that, but. Well, yeah, I know it's uh, a lot of people see when they, when you, you say plant-based or vegan, they just kind of assume like, you know, salads and they think kind of some, a lot of people think of just healthy and nothing bad or whatever. But then of course you got some people think vegan is unhealthy because you're not eating meat, <laughs> but really like there's an unhealthy version of like junk food that is very similar to when you're not vegan. So that is something that some people aren't aware of. I mean, so you can still be that junk food eater if you really want, you just don't need to hurt animals. That's the, that's right. the, the best part about it. <laughs> it is. And that's sort of like, it's like, that was a light bulb that went off. I was like, Oh, I can, I can, it's, and it's easy to fall back in your habits. It's so easy to fall back into yeah. what I would call almost an addiction, right? Like yeah. it's salt and the sugar and the, it's like your body, like your, like your stomach needs it. They say your stomach's the second brain. And it's almost like you get to a point where you eat that for 30 years or you eat that for, you know, decades, your body needs it. So when it doesn't have it, it's almost like a detox, like your, your body's looking for it. So, mm -hmm. Um, and that, that, that's a, that's a real thing. I don't know how many people have, you know, have experienced like a detox of, of sugar or salt even. And it's, uh, but I mean, there's, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Like it, it only lasts five, six, seven days maybe, but yeah. Um, and then you just, you know, this sudden burst of energy and then, you know, you become addicted to eating healthier, but, but, uh, yeah, for me, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess when I switched from, cause I used to call myself plant-based, I never called myself a vegan because it's, um, I just, and it wasn't because, uh, it's funny because I didn't, and I didn't do activism. Now I do more activism, but it's like, mm -hmm. I, at that point, I didn't really know what to say, I guess. You know what I mean? I just, right. again, it was came down to education. So people would come to me like, what do you mean you don't eat meat or you don't eat meat? Like, and just, uh, you know, sort of drove me with questions. And like, I didn't really know what to say because I just didn't have that information. So as I got that information, I sort of became more active, you know, in, in the animal rights act and the animal rights movement. Yeah. And, uh, and it just sort of happened. And then I just became a vegan one day. I don't even, like, I don't really have a day, but, yeah. Uh, but the day that I stopped, you know, consuming animal products is sort of the day that I called myself a vegan. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, you know, I like, I avoid all animal products tested on animals. I avoid all that stuff and I have since that day. So, yeah. Um, well, we're, yeah, it's, 
we're both uh, January uh, veganiversaries <laughs> <laughs> for our fourth year, both of us, because it's going to be right. four for, for me on, on the 15th of January. So. I think you're the second person I interviewed that we're both, uh, we're all January uh, fourth years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, how do you feel veganism has helped you evolve in, in other aspects of your life, uh, maybe physically or, or mentally? Um, it's definitely made like, um, <laughs> I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. So I guess before <clears throat> I would have been quite the opposite of like person in general, not just diet, not just lifestyle, but mm. uh, as a person, um, I was pretty selfish, I guess. Um, self-righteous, you know, I, I was, I was literally like, I literally did a 180. So I went from like being very selfish to very selfless. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think there's still a point where, you know, you need to take care of yourself. You need to do things that are fun and, and, you know, um, but I've definitely evolved as a human being because I feel like I think a lot more about other people now and, you know, not just, well, animals, I think of people too, but yeah. I guess it's like other, you know, beings, I guess. Um, whereas before I, I it was more self-centered view of the world and mm -hmm. of life. Um, maybe I've gone a little bit too far and don't think about myself as much as I could, <laughs> um, which is something I, you know, we are always working on ourselves and trying to be a better person. Right. So I guess that's sort of my mentality now is <clears throat> looking at how I was yesterday or today and like, you know, if I made a mistake or if I, you know, didn't do it, you know, because I'm people hold me accountable all the time for things. And uh, I, I, I'm open to that kind of, you know, constructive criticism so I can be a better person tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if that's ever going to stop. I feel like that's something that just that's just my mind is opened up to it now and yeah. I'm open to it and I'm always going to be open to it. So I'm always just trying to be a better person than I was yesterday. Um, you know, some days are easier than others and we all have our own struggles, but, but I think it's important <clears throat> and that's probably, you know, um, it's crazy because, <laughs> um, just saying you're vegan, I think is offensive to some people. Um, but other people, they're like, it's almost like they're curious because they've never met a vegan. I've never met a vegan before. Oh my goodness. Like you're a real life vegan. Like they have all these questions for you. Cause like they're almost, it's almost like they've always thought about it until they see you in real and you know, flesh and skin, they want to talk about it. But, um, which is a great feeling by the way, to, you know, to have somebody confide in you like that. For sure. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's made me a better person for sure because I was, I guess I was the anti-vegan. <laughs> yeah. you know just not that not that long ago and here i am the pro vegan i guess you know the proactive vegan so mm -hmm. i've definitely come a long way as far as you know i guess consciousness and and you know just being a good human being because sure. uh, i guess i'm the first to admit that I, I wasn't the best human being i could be not that long ago right yeah i know it's it's crazy how like you said it just opens you up in a different way i felt the same way but um um it's yeah i don't know like it's it's almost like starting to care more about animals and viewing the animals as as a victim and and all that that whole concept is uh opens your heart up and you because you're caring more for the animals and you're trying to avoid suffering uh towards them um, you start caring for other humans as well a little bit more and you want 
all the other people around you and your family to be healthy and and all these things so it, it starts to kind of like you know you want to talk to them about it and hey you know like but sometimes oh, it's hard to talk to direct family like that but oh I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely but i mean i like it's literally like you just said like it's like even when i walk now it's like i'm i'm you know i'm conscious of where i put my feet yeah because like I, i'm looking for whatever a spider or, or an ant like and i know some people i know vegans not not all not all people who you know who say they're vegan or um i guess that I don't know what the word is, but like they're not that aware, I guess. Um, But like just thinking, (laughs) you know, for me personally, like when I think of like, oh, I don't want to hurt that little ant, all of a sudden that translates to like, I don't want to hurt anything that's alive. Like, and it's not just, it's not even just, you know, beings or, you know, people or animals or non human animals or humans. It's also the environment. Like for me, like it's. Mm it's made me realize that, you know, we're all in this together, whether you're in India or China or Canada or Pia mm-hmm. or New Brunswick, it doesn't really matter to me where you are. It's like a, we're facing like a global issue, right. but we have to tackle it locally because, you know, we can't be everywhere. So, mm-hmm. or wherever you are. Um, it's really been an evolution of my conscious mind, really, because I don't know how else to describe it because for me, it's just been, it's almost like a whole new life, whole new world. Really, it's like I'm a whole different person. I don't know how it looks like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's all all been positive. They're struggling with their health, and you're like, oh, like, and then you look at what's on their plate, and you're like, well, you didn't eat that. But then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, like, here comes self righteous Brad again. Tell me what to eat. (laughs) But really, I'm just like, you know, you hear their struggles, and you're just trying to help them, right? So, right. Um, and you're trying to reduce suffering, I guess, is in, in animals. It's like that's that's sort of my my uh, my thing. Even though you know, I, I became you know, I had this I guess this uh, this all began with health issues, mm-hmm. um, and with education, I realized you know how crazy and, and insane the suffering is in the world, and it's like I just want it all to end. So I sort of try all different. I, I don't leave I don't really leave any approaches off the table. I sort of take all the approaches and. I guess I act accordingly depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh it's good times, good times to be living in there and seeing this movement grow and <laughs> all these people just, you know, talking about it and everybody's stories so different and um that's just what I hope to <clears throat> people to listen in and and just really understand all these different perspectives because there's so many different things and unique things about each and everybody's story of you know how they adopted a healthier lifestyle going vegan and all that so like i mean everybody comes from a different place and that's kind of where i i like to try to to share that around and 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 hear it myself that's why i enjoy doing this too right because uh sometimes i'm like Oh wait, yeah, no. People are going to be listening to this, not just for me listening into it. <laughs> as fun as it is, you know. <laughs> but uh, so, what kind of advice would you have for people uh, interested in, in adopting a vegan lifestyle? Um, it's funny, like, uh, like I sort of take. Um, an abolitionist approach as far as my advocating goes mm-hmm. um, knowing what I know now 
and you know and some people just you know we like i've done outreach on like street outreach where some people see it and then like it's like it clicks right away and they just like i don't ever want to commit i don't ever want to contribute to that ever again and i won't and i'm going to do whatever it takes not to mm-hmm. uh, and then there's some there's so many aspects like there's so I, I, it's like it's 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 you know it's making my mind race really but it's like um I guess for me personally, I know a lot of people like, you know, there's so many, some people are, are dealing with like, you know, PTSD and stuff like that. And like, you know, they have specific triggers that they're trying to avoid. So for me to like, I usually suggest people watch um, documentaries, I guess. Cause like you said, like people um, lately I've been sharing, you know, my story in mm-hmm. hopes to, that I resonate with other people um, just in the last couple of weeks. And right. just by doing I've had so many more people reach out to me and say, you know what, like that really, like you, you like, you know, I resonated with you. Like mm-hmm. literally like that's what there's, like I'll ask, you know, if this resonated with you, reach out to me and people <laughs> reach out and say, this resonated with me. And, um, you know, for me, it's a, it's an injustice. So it's like any other injustice. How would you, how would you suggest someone, you know, stop doing it? I would suggest they just stop contributing to it. Um, you know, dairy is not really, um, the issue with dairy is that there, there is addictive, you know, um, properties in dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not up to par on what it's called and all that stuff, but you can Google, you know, addictive properties in dairy and you will find them. Um, some people are more prone to addiction than others. Some people have addiction, addictive personalities, some don't. So it's hard to give like a one like I would just say, you know, stop contributing to animal cruelty, which is, you know, super broad and um, not really much information there. But mm-hmm. there's so much information like <clears throat> online. Like it's, I think the problem is like people don't, um, you just don't know what's vegan and what's not because you can. I, I, I personally, I read the ingredients in every single thing I buy in the grocery store. Um, <clears throat> not necessarily for you know chemicals and stuff like that, but for animal products because mm-hmm. I just don't want it in my body and I don't want to contribute to the suffering of the animals. But, um, um, <laughs> that's a, that's a good question that you got me there. Um, I like what I do personally is I suggest people watch Dominion, um, which is a two hour film produced by Joaquin Phoenix. And it's, uh, you know, it's not hard to, it's not easy to watch by any mm-hmm. means. I've seen it many times and uh, it never gets easier to watch. Um, but I think it's important because I think a lot of people don't know where their food comes from. Right. Um, and like they, you know, like the saying goes, that's why people, that's why we take our children to, you know, pick apples and pick strawberries and not to the slaughterhouse, I guess. But, um, so I guess, um, you know, the January is coming up, um, you know, where you can sign up and take part and they send you recipes and they offer you support. Um, there's challenge22.com sort of does the same thing all year round. Um, I'm not a huge fan of tri veganism because I like, it's like, you know, we have the, the, the Academy of the nutritionists and dietitians who tell us that, you know, uh, properly planned uh, vegan diets, you know, it's suitable for all stages of life. So that to me holds a lot of weight. So it's like, we all can thrive off a plant-based diet. It's just a matter of finding what you like to eat, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, because some people, for instance, you know, um, can't eat tempeh because it's it's a fermented food or or whatever. You know, everybody's got certain things that they don't necessarily like or can't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I mean, like if, if someone out there is worried about not like, you know, giving up their favorite food or something, we're at a point now, like our society's at a point now where you can Google your favorite food and just simply add the word vegan in front of it. And chances mm-hmm. are somebody else out there has done it at least, you know, at least one person. There's probably 15 different recipes, right? Right. Um, and I think that's probably the best, like that's the best thing to start at. Like what I used to do, um, you know, things are a little bit different now. I'm sort of living in a temporary spot, but when I get back into the swing of things, um, I'll take my Sunday and I'll pick out certain recipes. I'll meal prep my lunches for the week. Um, so like, which is a huge deal, like to, to not have to worry about where lunch is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll pick two recipes for supper. So I'll make, you know, supper, um, Sunday, eat it Sunday, Monday, then make another one Wednesday, Thursday, excuse me. And then I'll probably eat out somewhere on Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause I always, I, I'm a strong believer in treating yourself for, you know, self-care. I don't know. I like to eat. So for I think sure. a lot of people. We all have to eat, so. Yeah. Um, but I'm just trying to think of, like, you know, because it, it's it's uh, it's daunting because I can remember when I first went vegan, I was scared to tell people I was vegan because you get bullied. It's funny because it's like, you know, people, there's some people claim that vegans are bullying people for, for being, for, you know, claiming to not eat animals. But, but my experience with it has been, like, I've been bullied as a vegan for being vegan because, like, because, but that's just other people sort of, you know, manifesting their own, um, I guess, defensiveness onto you, but, right. um, but I guess, uh, I don't know that that's a, that's a really tough question, I guess for me, but I would, I would honestly, I would just start by Googling vegan recipes cause it's super easy. You know, you can Google easy vegan recipes, one pot, vegan recipes, mm-hmm. crock pot, vegan recipes, um, Instapot vegan recipes and, and just like, just eat. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you're looking at these recipes, I wouldn't even be worried about nutritional value. Cause like I take one supplement B12 once a week, I take a, like a flood dose of B12 right. and I probably, whether I have to or not, I don't know, but I just do it once a week and that's all I supplement. So, mm-hmm. um, and then, then I just eat like, um, so I would just, uh, you know, like I fell in love with cooking again. I never liked cooking. Like I mentioned, like it was like a, it was like a, it was something that I, I cringed. I was like, ah, supper. <laughs> Gotta cook. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now it's like it's almost like an art right like i've seen your food so your food's like your food's art so um so i guess if they're looking for food ideas they could they could reach out to you <laughs> <laughs> um but again like a, like i mean eating the way you eat is a different way than eating the way i, I usually right. you know what i mean um and there's other ways that vegans eat too like mm-hmm. um, like vegan junk food which is fine if uh if well, you feel good yeah, to we me, all it's a find feeling. our little style of, of eating, right? Yeah. yeah. To me, it's about feeling good. Um, and, like, once you find a way that you can eat that that feels, that makes you feel good and full of energy and healthy without harming others, mm-hmm. I, think, I, don't think, I don't think there's anything more empowering than that, um, regardless of any, you know, outside influences. I think it's just, it's important. It's making the connection um, that the animals do exist, I think. Mm-hmm some people just go to the grocery store and pick up you know their bacon and their whatever they eat and they don't make the connection that this is coming from a living being yeah once you make that connection i think that you for the most part people you know do everything they can to avoid that kind of thing i think yeah for sure Um, so i guess to answer your question after all that i would say making the connection is probably the first step and then the second step is, you know, doing everything you can to avoid, um, you know, contributing to that. 
and it happens different. And like, it's hard. I don't think there's one specific way to, right. to suggest. I think it's like, there's so many different ways, like go visit a sanctuary, I guess, and spend time with these mm. animals. Like that's probably the less, um, <clears throat> you know, for me, it's like, I had to see dominion cause I just, I'm not the type of person that needed to see the worst of the worst for because sure. I need, it's all like, it's like, you can visit a farm on any given day and you know, you might see something that, would affect me in a different way than someone else. You know what I mean? So it's, um, I just think if you can live a happy and healthy lifestyle and thrive and be full of energy without harming someone else, why wouldn't we, I guess, exactly. you know? and just run with that and be proud of that. Really. It'd be like, I, like, and it's not, it's not necessarily this, um, achievement in life. It's not like we unlock this new level. It's just something yeah. that it's almost like an evolution. It's like, because people will say we had we, we this is that's how we got here right caveman and all this stuff which is which is great um you know thank you caveman i guess um, but now, <laughs> now, now we don't have to so it's yeah it's like it's like a it's like evolution happening before our eyes really and it's and it's just gaining traction out there so totally yeah me it's the uh it's the documentaries like how do you get people to actually watch them <laughs> because i mean I'm sure there's plenty of people that, like, see, to me, I don't get it. I mean, it's such a big thing, like, veganism, like, and it's around not eating any animal products, which is something that is, like, um, like, the opposite of what we've done for so many years. Wouldn't almost, like, I just don't understand how somebody's not curious, not just a little bit, just to watch one documentary. And, like, I mean, we're all in different places you know different situations so so i kind of get it but at the same time you know like i'm sure there's plenty of people out there that have been suggested so many documentaries just never watch it but i mean yeah it's just such an interesting it's such a big uh impactful thing in, in our world you know to not be consuming animal products or to be consuming animal pro products and, and like just hearing about that different lifestyle that is the complete opposite of what we've done for so many years so it's like, it's like come on just just watch one documentary at least like i don't get it like why can't you watch it <laughs> especially well, the dominion one that is a powerful one i get it if it's hard to watch but like that should be something number one that everybody should know or watch like i don't know it's it's well, uh, like that should almost be the first one really yeah and if it's like and if it's if you're halfway through it and you're like, I've seen enough, um, I'm done. Uh, like, and, and then like your next step would be, like I said, looking up recipes because it's yeah. really that easy. <clears throat> I can't cook without a recipe. I just can't. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever be able to, maybe it's because I'm not making the same thing over and over and over again. I'm yeah. always making different recipes. So, um, if someone's like, you know, I guess overwhelmed with the idea of cooking or knowing how to cook, it's mm -hmm. like, I have no idea how to cook. I've been doing this. I don't know how long, but like four years almost. And it's like, I don't know how to, really you know how to cook like i can make a caesar salad dressing without a recipe but i've been doing it every like so many days a week for, for so long right um yeah there's there's a lot to there's a lot that that encompasses like i ran in the federal election um for an animal protection like on a, on a vegan platform quite literally mm -hmm. and uh, that was life-changing but uh but i mean that's a whole other that's a whole other um topic i guess but it's just it opened my eyes to um, the hurdles, I guess, not necessarily on an individual level, but on a, you know, a systemic 
society like on a level that we face like on a mass scale i guess Mm -hmm. um because you know the biggest thing we can do to to stop it is to to stop it ourselves right is you know it's ingrained in our society to the point where it's it's a machine quite literally so oh yeah there's a lot of facets to it and a lot of aspects that are that are pretty heavy oh Um, yeah yeah like I, i i like i would just like I would say make the connection any, and I, and like I said, it's different for everybody. It might be different for you and I, I don't even know. Some people can watch Dominion and just watch it. Yeah. And it, doesn't really have, it doesn't really have that effect. Like they're just like, oh, that's just farming. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. If you if that's your reaction, I don't know what to say. <laughs> right? That's basically it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah like Mm -hmm. i think making the connection is the most important part because you know most of us maybe not most of us but a lot of us you know live with animals so it's just yeah just look at the living breathing animal beside you and how much care and you know what you do to protect them from harm and Mm -hmm. um and then just like multiply that by like a trillion and that's how most vegans feel about all the other animals so it's like (laughs) yeah not that you have to live in like this you know um that that state of mind all the time but it's just uh yeah. there's so many little things that people can do to make the connection like i know people who went vegan because they adopted a dog um and the dog just like follows them everywhere and they they they, they followed me for you know a long time they're like i went vegan because i adopted a dog and because of your pokes nice and that's just it they didn't watch dominion they didn't like in their like they they probably never will but they'll never they'll always be vegan now and it's like mm-hmm. i can't i don't know how to explain that to someone else that like right it's yeah, a, there's so many people that are that are out there that are kind of ready, maybe not consciously, but they're ready to make that switch and that leap. And all it takes is people sharing, like you said, you know, they see your post and then, you know, and then the combination of that with the dog and it just clicks. Boom, it's what they needed to make that switch. So they, they were ready. They're pretty much there, right? Um. So what about your friends and family? Like, how were they affected by this lifestyle change? Um, was there some support or some, some doubts or how did that work um, out? <laughs> that's a good one too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, that's, that's also been sort of like an evolution, I guess, as far as, you know, cause when I first, when I, when I first went vegan and I, I was cooking all these meals I was making a lot of food because I wasn't really like, I wasn't really in tune to how much food, like when I went and bought food and making it and I'd have all this leftover. So I'd give it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the reception of it's been, you know, hit or miss. Um, Cause everybody's like, Oh, you're eating healthy or, Oh, you don't want to hurt. Like it's, it's, it's to them. It's rarely about the animals. Um, right. You know, I've heard all sorts of different, um, you know, counter arguments, I guess, if that's yeah. what you want to call it. Like, uh, <clears throat> such as like vegans are paid by the fruit and vegetable industry to, you know, try to <laughs> shut down the meat dairy industry. Just, I've heard so many different things. Yeah. Um, and as I've changed and evolved myself, my reasons have changed too. So it's become right. more about animals for me. Um, <clears throat> in hindsight, it was always about the animals, I guess. But I mean, you know, like the way I, I guess, became uh, aware of it or, you know, made the connection myself. Um, 
I've lost most of my friends quite literally, to be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. At first, uh, it was a joke, I guess, that I was doing this. Like, it was like, oh, like, um, you'll be eating meat in a couple months. This is just a phase or a trend. Um, yeah. Up and like, <clears throat> and in jokes, like, I don't even know what the jokes would be, but like, they would send me memes about vegans and uh, yeah. like salads and enjoy your salad and like the vegan slaughterhouse of the uh the watermelon watermelon oh, stand yeah. somewhere and uh so i guess uh bullying i guess like that's what i'm saying like so it's always like and like and now it's like they just don't do it because they don't dare do it because i'm i have the information i have the knowledge now to, to back <laughs> up everything i do so it's like um but that being said i'm just like why aren't they vegan yet like yeah. you've seen everything that i've done like i went from <laughs> being sick not being sick to um, right. Um, but like I said, like I've tried all, all sorts of different approaches to, I guess, sharing, you know, raising awareness, trying to get people to make the connection and I like sharing recipes, sharing food, um, all sorts of different activism. Um, some of which my family is not like in approval with, which it's not really about my family or me. I don't do it cause I like to do it. In fact, mm -hmm. I wish I didn't have to do it. I think any, I don't think any activists enjoys um, having to do activism, yeah. I don't, we all wish it would just stop. But, um, but as of like as of recently, like um, my family's personal, my like my immediate family has become more, you know, um, I guess open to the idea, which in my head is still hard to accept because to me it's just in, an injustice that shouldn't be taking place. But yeah. Um. But you know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a slippery slope, I guess. And it's something that we all, um, it's funny because I see families who sort of, um, embrace it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like there's vegan Evan who's, who's, I, I don't know his exact stats and how old he is and how old he was and all that stuff. But you know, he's, he's out there on the street with his, with his mom doing activism, vegan activism. Like, that's just like, that's so inspiring to see that. And it's, he's not the only one we see like nation rising like yeah. the kids and the families out there and all coming together with the community and it's like mm -hmm. i know it i know you know maybe my experience isn't the, the hasn't been the greatest one but i see other experiences out there that give me hope and it gives me hope that there you know that there is a chance for a better world for sure um <clears throat> but i think it's i think the social aspect of of you know becoming vegan can be very especially for the younger generations it's, it's very um, cause you know, bullying was already a thing, right. For any reason. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of a sudden like you're getting bullied for what you eat at the lunch table. Like that's, it's, uh, we almost need, you know, some sort of authority over that. Like as far as, you know, school policy or, or, or workplace policy, because even when I had worked at a, at a local store, um, it just got to a point where I didn't, I, like I was literally, it was just like, it was an everyday thing. It was tiresome. And I just got to a point where I just started saying things yeah but, you know <clears throat> just to shut them up because and <clears throat> you know just uh just to defend the victims because to me it's like they were making me out to be the victim when in my head it's like what can i say to make to make the connection <laughs> yeah. it's like it's not a boom i'm not, I was now i'm never thinking about me i'm just sort of this body that's spreading the message mm -hmm. so like <clears throat> like i said i act accordingly so depending on who i'm talking to or what we're talking about or what their comment was or their joke I try to think of something strategic that'll make them make the connection, I guess. Right. Um, sometimes it's, 
sometimes it might not be as appropriate as other times, but um, <laughs> I can yeah, act accordingly, I guess. But, uh, but, if they come at you aggressive, you're going to come uh, back at them aggressive, right? Well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's never, a a thing, never, right? in a, never in a belligerent manner, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I might say, uh, like, how's your breast milk today? Like, like <laughs> if they say something like, oh, like, how do you not eat cheese? And like, they're eating like a cheese pea, like, and I, and I can't even be around it anymore, but this is like a year or two ago. But, yeah. And I would just say something like that because technically they are drinking breast milk. So I'm just like, oh, you haven't weaned off the breast milk yet? Like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's a little, and like, that gets everybody in the lunchroom sort of like, you know, puts them back. But <laughs> hey, it's, it's the truth. True. Like, <laughs> but I mean, you know, <clears throat> when I first went vegan, like I, I never, I wouldn't even have known to say that, I guess. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I was still, I guess, I don't even know what the terms are, but I mean, I was sort of just, I was just trying to be a better person at that point in my life. And then, I mean, I guess I, I came to a threshold where I became a better enough person with knowledge to say something, I guess. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you see any other injustice taking place um, and you speak up about it, like, like, hey, that's not right. Like, you can't, you shouldn't be saying that word or whatever. Like, that's not a, and not, not even necessarily whether it's politically correct or not. I just mean, like, like, it's offensive. Like, you shouldn't yeah. be saying it, like, for whatever reason. Um yeah, I like to use uh, the word chicken periods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, get, that honestly, gets people good. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I used to eat a lot of chicken periods, I guess, myself. So <laughs> yeah, same like, here. Uh, but again, like, it's, uh, you know, it's surprising to me that people don't see what I, how far I've come as a human and as, you know, made these person, like, you know, I've mm-hmm. changed my choices in life, my consumer choices. We all, we all, we're all consumers, right? In the society. And it's just, it, I guess the hardest part for me to accept is that they, they see this hugely positive change in me mm-hmm. and completely ignore it. Like they just blatantly ignore it. And it actually, if in fact they take offense to it for some reason, somehow they take offense to yeah. me being a better person, um, which is tough, you know, from the people that you grew up with, the people that, you know, you trusted and expected to, you know, mm-hmm. sort of take care of you and, uh, you know, you trust them and, and you sort of like, and like I said, like I didn't eat chicken off the bone. So it's like, I wish, I wish, and that's like, that's going way back. Like I never ate chicken off the bone. So I'm going like way back to a kid, right? Like six, seven, eight years old. I wish someone back then had to said like, Oh, you don't have to eat this. Like there's right. another way you can eat lentils or whatever beans or something. Um, so I guess that's something that I, I sort of tire. I, I, you know, I tackle or not tackle, but deal with on, on a regular basis. But, but, uh, you know, there comes to a point where you just have to put that stuff aside and focus on people who are open to listening. Cause I think right. that's a huge thing is you can beat your head against the wall, brick wall all day long if you want, or you can focus on the people who are actually open to, to the message because mm. there are people who are listening. Yeah. Uh, and I see it. So it's, yeah, I think sometimes people like some people are just very hard to change and they almost need something, um, you know, to happen to them for that change to happen. Like I know your health and stuff and, and everything that's happened kind of led you in that direction as well, you know, in, in that kind of that same way. But, um, you know, there's a difference too. Sometimes some people are getting challenged and then some people never don't get challenged. They just kind of end up where they are like you know 
without being challenged by other vegans, let's say. But you know, if you're showing, if we're we're trying to show all this information and and your journey, your experience, and everything else that we're putting out there uh, for the animals and stuff, and they're seeing it all, you know. But sometimes it's still it's like it's hard to believe, I guess, for us in our situation that it's it's still not enough. You know, well, for somebody to realize and make the connection. But what will it take? What does it take? That's what I'll say to them because, yeah. like, especially when I hear, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like your approach. Like, if you had a, if you had a different approach, like you, like you would reach so many more people. And then I'm like, okay, so what approach should I take right <laughs> yeah. now? You'll take right now, and I'll do it, 100. If you tell me, because I've tried, in my opinion, I've almost tried. Besides getting arrested and being on the news, yeah. I've tried just about every one. Um, so I am, I am super open to any, like in anybody listening, what, what approach, um, you know, would be, I don't even know what the term is, but like what, what approach would, you know, would, would help you become vegan today. Um, and that I haven't already tried, I guess. And then like, and I'll do it. I'll start doing that for a while because I'd love to, I'd love for my whole family to be vegan. Yeah. You know, it's like, it was their dad that died too. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's not just my dad. It's, um, and it's funny, I know, <clears throat> I know other activists who, who have similar stories, like their mom got sick and, and you just, it's, um, it's, you just make the connection, I guess. I don't want to get into much gory detail, but like when you see yeah. life end, you, you really reflect on life, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, your own life and other, like, and maybe that's not it for everybody, but uh, for me, it was, uh, um, it was, it was, that's how I made the connection. Yeah. It really did. For sure. Yeah, and it even if one doesn't make the connection, it still doesn't mean that they're, they're not a bad person. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just, you know, sometimes from this other side, it's it's tough to, to not see this change sometimes in people, even when, you know, big tragic um, incidents or events happen, you know, and it's like, ah, you know. But we just got to keep her positive energy up and and uh look forward into the future and just see all these young kids that are growing up vegan and being active and you know speaking for the animals that is like so powerful because you know wait till those kids grow up and then they have kids and with generations i think uh it's uh it's moving in the right direction anyway so that's probably one of the most yeah that's probably one of the most inspiring things is to see the younger generations um and i hope like i hope our politicians are watching that because i mean that is the future like those are the the, the leaders of tomorrow Mm -hmm. Uh, so i just hope we don't have to wait you know a decade because we might not have a decade you know like i just uh yeah it's funny i think impossible i think impossible the the ceo of impossible yesterday or a couple days ago just said that um animal-based meat will be obsolete by 2035 or something like that which uh you know that's 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 great news in theory um yeah if we can that long (laughs) that's a that's a fast i feel like it's kind of a fast you know it's only like 15 years years, it's it's kind of coming fast but i mean i'm not saying it's it won't happen like it's a possibility you know it all depends we never know we could surprise ourselves (laughs) Be a surprise there's surprises happen. and miracles that happen all over the place <laughs> hopefully it's a worldwide one 
<laughs> so uh, last but not least, uh, just a little fun question here. Uh, do you see a plant-based world in the future? And uh, how do you think we can make that happen? Um, well, uh, for, for the, like, I, I guess like from a, from a selfish point of view for the survival, not, maybe not even for a selfish point of view for, for any, for survival point of view, I think it's the only way that, um, we'll survive really. Cause in theory, mm-hmm. not in only theory, but in reality, um, you know, nature doesn't need humans, humans need nature. Yeah. And if we continue down this path of, you know, um, I guess supremacy over over everything like you know we don't really consider it's like people laugh when, when we cut down trees like they don't even and, and it's like it, it's just the idea that um you know it's the the, the ideology of growth is um for for the sake of growth it's mm-hmm. the same ideology as cancer right like it just grows and grows and grows even though it's killing you it's growing and growing and it's not necessarily a great thing that it's growing um so i think you know, and maybe even the silver lining in, in uh, the last year, I guess, um, is that we've a lot more people have made the connection between, you know, zoonotic disease and our treatment of animals. Um, and even still, it's a battle, right? Because the, the, it's a livelihood for people. Mm-hmm. Um, people who, like you said, aren't necessarily bad people, but people who have, you know, done it their whole lives. And that's uh, not to say that that makes it, you know, that doesn't justify it. Right. But, but when you're in that situation, you need like, you know, the government has sort of got us in that situation. So we sort of need the government to get us out of that situation. You know what I mean? Like they funded these people to do that mm-hmm. and they sort of need the funding to get out of it, I guess. So, um, you know, in Canada, we've seen some investments in plant-based proteins, I think in Saskatchewan, I think, or West somewhere or central Canada or whatever. Um, which is great. Um, but we also still see, you know, billions of dollars being thrown at, the, the dairy and egg industries, um, which is essentially funding both sides of the war, I guess. We're funding, you know, the foods that are making us sick, but then we also fund our healthcare system that, you know, treats those the diseases that we get. So I'm hopeful because I see all kinds of changes happening, right? Like, um, <clears throat> and not necessarily just with like the bigger companies releasing like, um, you know, alternatives because like back when I found, um, you know, vegan junk food, Alternatives were great, um, but again, like I said, like eating processed food isn't necessarily a great thing. Veganism has been around, I think, I, I have a poem on my phone, I think from the 1600s or something, like, you know, the, yeah. and the Jains have, have been, you know, avoiding all harm on anyone for, for, you know, thousands of years. So this isn't a new concept. We don't need, in my personal opinion, we don't personally, we don't need alternatives. Um, we just need, you know, food security and, and better access to food. Um, you know, so it's a, that's a big, uh, it's a big thing to tackle. Um, you know, and I think we'll end factory farming, um, probably sooner than later. Cause I think those are, those are hotbeds for, for what we're dealing with right now. Um, and I think people are, are awakening to that as well as fur farming. We'll end that too. Cause you know, wear your own fur like we don't need we don't that's just an unnecessary thing right wear it for fashion yeah um and i think as far as like a fully plant-based world um i hope so 
I really hope so. I think that's what I'm fighting for every single day. I wake up, I get out of bed because that's what I want. That's that's my um, until my last breath. That's what I'm going to fight for. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to fight for a vegan world. Actually, like I just um, you know as best as possible. I think as as a lot of like <clears throat> when you say plant based, I think it's like that's like what we're eating, right? Like what humans are eating. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know when we say vegan, it's like oh that'll never happen because of you know, we use tigers for medications or any, like, you know, antibiotics and all these things that require animals. But right. I think we're using a lot of byproducts from a slaughterhouse or byproducts from so, some sort of animal, you know, facility to make these other non-vegan quote unquote um, products. So I think as humans consumption of animals goes down and there's less byproducts to make these things, we'll have to, we'll have no choice but to find alternatives. So mm-hmm. um, we'll achieve a plant-based world before we achieve a vegan world because, you know, airplanes have leather seats. Like, I don't even think, like, I think most car tires have animal products. And right. it's like, until at this point, we're just trying, like, people are trying to use as much as the animal as possible, right? Which is, I hear that all the time. I use all, I use the whole animal. All, the, whole, <laughs> the animal uses the whole animal. Yeah. Um, so I think it's like, it's, it's, it's it's like I said, when I, when I ran the election, it's like, it was so black and white for me and I ran the election and then I had time to reflect on all the people I talked to and all the, you know, during the campaign and their struggles and, you know, um, it really opened me up to how big this was, um, worldwide. Um, so I think it's possible. I think it's going to take all hands on deck, all approaches, all, you know what I mean? It's going to take all of us to, and, and do whatever you, do whatever you can to, to just, you know, share the message. And, and it, it is a positive message. You know, it's, it's when you're on the street, it's, it's hit or miss depending on who you talk to. Um, Cause like, like a lot of people take it personally for some reason that you're trying to take their bacon, which was never their bacon in the first place. But, mm-hmm. uh, but then you have a lot of people who I guess like me at the beginning literally think that we have to eat it to survive. Cause that's just what we were told. Like, yeah. Um, so education is huge. Um, you know, we saw the change in our, in our Canadian food guide, not that anybody listened to it before, but I think it's a huge step forward that it changed. Um, it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I think one of the biggest battles that we're going to face is, uh, the funding of all this. And I think it's, uh, I think it's going to be on our governments. Like we can all as individuals change our ways and, and, uh, you know, spend our money in better ways and more ethical ways and more envi- environmentally friendly ways. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to where, you know, the big money's coming from. And if we're fighting a billion or a trillion dollar industry worldwide, um, that's going to need an alternative that makes that, you know, that, that those people can continue to, to make that money. So unfortunately, it's going to be, you know, these same big companies that sort of you know, hold the, the monopoly in the food, you know, the food chain. Now mm-hmm. it might be them continuing that same path, but it'll be a plant, plant-based world. Right. Cause we, these big companies, like I can't think of all their names right now, but they're releasing plant-based products now. So we're seeing that change now, um, you know, to the point where like, when you go to, like when people go to the, the meat section, they have that choice in front of them now to pick the plant-based meat or the, you know, the animal-based meat. So like right. they're making it almost to the point where it's like, why, why not choose the cruelty-free option? Um, it's a little more expensive right now, but with demand and hopefully some subsidies, that's what I'm saying, right? Because like, right. I don't know how much you know ground cow is right now 
let's say five bucks for something or half a pound or a pound. Mm-hmm. And then if you get half a pound and beyond, it's maybe 10 bucks. So it's, it's, it's more expensive for sure. Um, but that's because there's billions of dollars funding, you know, the animal side of it. And there's very little funding. It's all private investment on the other side of it. So there's a discrepancy there that really, I don't know how we're going to, I don't know how that's going to change. Um, I'm hopeful it's going to change because, like I said, we, we have seen um, the prime minister invest in uh, in plant-based proteins at West. So, right, um, that's I'm true. Hopeful, and uh, and I'm and I'm and I mean, I think it's changing. It's not. It's obviously not changing as fast as uh, you know I would like it to change. Um, but uh, like I said, I'm, I'm never going to stop, uh, you know, advocating for a better world on all fronts. Um, I'm not perfect. I don't plan to be perfect. Um, and I don't think anybody is perfect. I don't think, um, I don't think that's the goal here. The goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to do as little harm as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, wherever you are in the world, um, I think you would like. I think most people would agree. Like they don't want to cause harm on anybody else. But they don't have to. So um, I think that the, the the least we can all do is do our best to avoid causing harm to others. And. Um, yeah. Hopefully we see a hopefully we see a plant based world or a vegan world, uh, you know, in the next ten or fifteen years. Hopefully, hopefully sooner. I, I, you know, it's uh, For sure. maybe twenty fifty um, if I'm around then to see it. <laughs> I hope I see it. I guess I hope oh, I see some. Sure, I think I think we'll see some some good actions before we uh, before we leave this earth. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like you said it's the i think the government is gonna switch over eventually like they're gonna start you know putting their money towards plant-based foods i think they're just too invested on the other side and to start dipping into this now is like might seem like it's going against what they're doing um currently for you know the subsidies towards farms and, and, and killing animals and stuff like that. So I think with time that's, they're going to realize that that's where the demand is going and they're going to have to jump on board as well, just like everybody else. Right. So all the other companies are jumping on board and realizing there's a, there's a movement. There's, you know, of course for some of these companies, there's money to be made, but that means there's demand. That means there's people eating less animals. That means there's people wanting healthier food or that are just caring more about the animals and that we don't need it, realizing we don't need it. So it's all connected, you know, and from, and it all starts from, from us, you know, individuals that want to not support the killing of animals <laughs> right. right yeah so it's pretty pretty good um i just wanted to ask you you said that you you ran uh, an election for, for uh, the, uh, an animal uh, the, rights group or what was that yeah, 2019 2019 election yeah 2019 federal election i ran for uh the i ran with the animal protection party of canada right um uh, in the moncton review dieppe um circumscription so um yeah and it was uh, it's uh, it was sort of a year of my life um it was definitely an eye-opening experience for me i remember my my very first call with the party's leader i was uh you know my my attitude was sort of like who would ever who would ever argue for an animal 
cruelty. Yeah. She's like, there's people out there who will argue for animal cruelty. Yeah. And I was like, really? How could they ever? And I was, I was, um, it's funny because when I, like during like the debates and the discussions and stuff with the other candidates, um, they rarely, I don't think they ever, um, you know, questioned what I was saying, um, which was sort of almost like their way of not even going there. Yeah. Like rather rather than deny or, or or you know say anything at all they would just move on to the next point because it's almost like if they went there they would end up you know in a corner or something <laughs> um but it was a great experience overall um i met all kinds of people um i had conversations with locals um who had been vegetarian for years and mm -hmm. and said like what i said resonated with them and they were going to look into it and stuff like that like just people who don't um um, like didn't realize, um, you know, the implications that consuming dairy had on the environment, their health, mm -hmm. um, the animals, you know what I mean? Just everything. Like they just, it's like people don't know. So that's why I say like education, like I guess running the election made me realize the lack of education right. um, around this, right? Because I remember sort of like in grade one or grade two, we were taught, we were taught the Canadian food guide, I think, or we'd like, we had to like, yeah. you know, put our daily servings or something into a little pie chart or um, and I think it's starting like it's 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 really starting way back there. And but at the same time, it's like we also need to educate those parents because if I'm talking to you know 40, 50, 60 year olds in an election who don't even know this, yeah, like how can we need to, like we need like a mass education, like true. Um, instead of the like, it's like it's they've put us up against each other, right? They, they put a, like the vegans up against the non-vegans, and it's like this weird you know dynamic this fight i guess when it's that that's the part that blows my mind that it's yeah. this weird fight it should just be like oh we can be better and we can you know cause we can reduce suffering by like on a mass scale like oh absolutely let's do that yeah can, let's try it out we can, <laughs> we can slow climate you know we can slow down the breakdown of our you know environment oh my goodness yeah let's do that like you know like all these like there's nothing negative about it so yeah. except for when people bucket you know like they, they try to fight it mm -hmm. that's when it becomes this weird i guess that's always sort of surprised me that we had to explain to people why it's better yeah <laughs> um, i i can understand the education part and i can understand um you know that part of it like being the daunting part of what to eat um but it, those are simple questions to answer mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the arguing and the debating about whether or not it's right i guess or mm -hmm. you know um so but yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was quite the experience for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine. I mean, were you always into the that kind of like politics and stuff like that, or just something kind of just made you want to jump into it and try it out, or like how did you end up making that decision? Um, I was always like even before I was a vegan, um, I was always an activist. I guess you know, like I, mm -hmm. I I fought to save our local high school, which was one of the last heritage buildings in the city. Okay. Um, you know, and I was in the film industry and we had to fight, the, we had to fight the government for the, to, to keep the film industry on two different occasions. Um, so I was always sort of like a, I guess a social, you know, activist or yeah. some sort of, you know, I've always wanted what was right and what was, you know, I always wanted what was right for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when I saw some sort of injustice happening. Um, I just took action. I, I didn't even, it was sort of like an unconscious decision. I just took it. I just, you know, this is wrong. Uh, you know, hear me roar, I guess. Like, and, and it, unfortunately, it, for the most part, politics, it comes down, it's like a, it's more of a popularity contest than what's right and wrong, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, but for for me, I've, I've never I've never considered myself a politician. I, I've always, um, you know, I've always reached out to them. I've always voiced my concern to them. I've always like seen them as sort of uh, the gatekeepers of our you know our society, municipal like our cities and provinces and countries and. Um, but this one in particular, I was actually, I was away. I was, I was in Cuba actually of all places. And, um, someone sent me, uh, like a, a fellow activist sent me a, just, I think one of the politicians that was running in the election. And she's like, I think you might be interested in, or, you know, just, I thought I'd share this with you. And I read their platform and it's funny because, you know, shortly before she sent that, I had sort of lost, you know, hope in politics because it was so back and forth back and forth and mm-hmm. it was dividing everybody and it was sort of like a it was just you know it was draining and it wasn't a positive you know it wasn't it just wasn't a good feel you know like it, like it's politics most people just avoid politics right because of that yeah um and i was at the point in my life where you know i i had watched it go blue red blue red blue red my whole life back and forth back and forth people just and then like neighbors fighting with each other because their signs blue or their signs red or yellow or <laughs> orange or green or whatever um and i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna let that part of my life go i'm like i'll i'll, I'll stand up and fight you know when it's when it's you know when it needs to be happened but i'm just not gonna you know i'm not gonna play that game or that you know that political realm anymore mm-hmm when I read this platform, it really resonated with me. And my first reaction was to fill out the application form, um, to, to, to run as a candidate. So I was sitting in Cuba in the lobby, filling out an application form to run an election for like the next year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and no, it's not really, it wasn't me at all. Like it, it was me stepping out of my comfort zone 100%. Like I'm sort of a, so is activism in general. I'm, yeah. I'm sort of a, a you know, introvert hermit recluse i guess for lack of a better you know terms so it was me uh, seeing an injustice um but not only seeing an injustice but seeing how we can create a better world um and it's it's so black and white to me that I, I don't think i can ever just let it slide anymore you know what i mean like it's just we don't have to i just believe that there's a better way mm-hmm. i don't think that it has to we don't have to the world doesn't have to end in a mad ball of fire we can we can all do our part to, to try. All we have to do is try to be better. That's it. Like, like, I think a lot of people think that we're asking people to be perfect. And like I've already said, I, that doesn't exist. You can you can try to be perfect all you want if you want, but I, I don't think that's a healthy thing. I don't think that's a healthy uh, mindset to try to be perfect. I think it's just to try to be better than you were yesterday is a way healthier mindset. It's a way more realistic mindset. Um, and I think that'll, I think it's just, I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, I don't think perfectionism is a real thing, but um, yeah. but doing the best you can is you can't really deny that exactly. So, little, yeah. little bits at a time, or even if you don't do it fully, do it half, you know, anything it all matters, right? Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, no, I was always curious. Uh, we, I, you know, we've been following each other for a while and stuff, I, we just never had chatted or nothing like that, but I was kind of curious about how you got into the running for for that election and all that and uh now i know <laughs> now we yeah, know like uh like the platforms like <clears throat> i heard all sorts of things like why didn't you run liberal or like you know like the liberal candidate here um right. who i actually sat down with before and uh, she's actually the i wouldn't say she was solely responsible but she it was her I, like i was one of she was 
one of the leads, I guess, on the, the changing of the Canada Food Guide. So, mm-hmm. you know, I met with her during the nation, nation rising thing. Um, and the green, the green candidates, like no one really wanted to address or talk about animals at all. So like, you know, like I could, I could have picked Sad. a platform that I sort of agreed with. Um, but I felt like somebody had to go out there and hold them accountable for the destruction and the suffering of animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otherwise, I don't think anybody would have, you know, like, and it's, uh, and it's not easy to put yourself out there like that because all of a sudden there's a target on your back, right? Like yeah. your face is on the front page of the newspaper. Um, and, uh, you know, farmers, they, they see it as, uh, it's funny cause it's like, it's not, it's the system that's, you know, cruel. Um, yeah. farmers, uh, you know, I've talked to, I've talked to dairy farmers who have taken measures to, you know, encase they say encased, I say it's coming, but, uh, you know, the, the, the end of dairy, right. uh, but they've, they've bought properties to ensure that their, their kids have, you know, can grow oats or, you know, do something else with them. Absolutely. We need farmers, right? We, we can't, we need to eat. Yeah. Uh, it's not like us against someone. It's just trying to, to stop the animal cruelty. So, um, I had many conversations, you know, I've had, I had conversations where people, you know, we're threatening me with violence, I guess, um, which isn't a nice thing. But I mean, I think running in the election made me realize that that's just, you know, that's just the nature of what what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think people are inherently cruel. I think the system's inherently cruel. Right. Um, but again, like I've said this like 20 times already, but I think that like I know there's a better way and mm-hmm. we need farmers. And, um, and I said this throughout the whole campaign. Um, we just need the government to help them get out of this hole they're in because the government like you said is you know they're they're sitting on millions of dollars of equipment um designed to you know exploit animals mm-hmm. some of which they can use to to grow you know plants or whatever they decide to do that's not you know animal based um but a lot of it's really you know tuned for dairy or whatever so um so we need the government on board and that's sort of why that was another reason why i, I did it was because you know, I think I got 414 votes or something out of 70,000, but, um, but the conversations I had and, you know, like yeah. the, the reach that I got, the awareness that I created, um, was sort of the main idea. I didn't run to lose. Um, yeah. but that being said, I was realistic the whole time. Like I wasn't, I wasn't going to drop out halfway through because I was going to lose because I was just, I was there for a purpose, I guess. Um, exactly. and I think I served it. Uh, oh, for sure. I think you've opened a lot of eyes. Like you just said, it's just, you know, putting your face out there yourself, the words and everything. It doesn't matter how many votes you've had. It's, it, the votes don't matter. It was, it was, I, I think, I think we all knew that it was somewhat going to be, you know, pushed aside because it's such a small thing right now, but it's just the fact of getting out there and spreading the message. And all these people that didn't vote for you, well, they, they also heard it. They also seen it. So that's well, I mean, where you're, you're planting like, seeds, you know? That's it. Like, we need to... That's all you can really do, right? You can't... Exactly. Like, you can't force somebody to do anything, right? You can only present new information to them um, and then hope that they take that information and, and make changes. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I, I, like you said, like it's, uh, it's, uh, I didn't, I, I sort of did it 
to raise awareness. I, I, I don't know what else. Um, mm-hmm. I, I brought the animals into the political realm, which is, uh, I don't think has ever been done here. And, and, um, Oh, yeah, you, you had a good opportunity, really. It's you. Uh, yeah. You've seen the opportunity, and like you said, you just automatically felt like you had to fill out that application, and and that's that's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool, man. Well, it was uh, super nice talking to you and uh, hearing your story and everything. So it's been a while. I've been following each other and I, I felt like it was uh, time for a good chat <laughs> it was a pleasure to be here for sure awesome awesome all right so before we go uh if you want to share where people could find you on social media or um so you can find me on twitter and on instagram uh, my handles brad number four the animals uh so brad for the animals um i don't have a facebook page per se but i have an account that i sort of i sort of use my my personal account as a page i guess mm-hmm. um which is my it's just brad mcdonald i guess or facebook.com slash brad for the animals um and that's basically uh, where you can find me awesome. i'm on youtube as well I, I post some of my my live videos on youtube uh, which is something that i've just recently started nice. um but since you know the the reception that i've got for just the last couple of weeks with that i'll probably be doing do a lot more of that i think because i think sharing i think sharing our story is uh that's powerful i think because that you know people resonate like oh like i used to like just like, i could read messages like yeah i feel this like you know i was feeling shitty and then like i started you know i i want to feel better you know just for whatever reasons you have no idea what someone might resonate with so mm-hmm. all you can do is just uh you know find your voice and and just speak it yeah in well, whatever way you're comfortable i guess right so yeah for sure awesome well thanks again for being on the podcast it was a great talking to you and uh have yourself a wonderful day thanks richard you too thank you so much for listening to the podcast i truly appreciate it if you guys could leave me a review let me know what you guys think if you guys have any suggestions ideas anything at all that would help the podcast grow and again if you guys haven't done so already please subscribe and stay tuned for more episodes each week i hope you guys have a wonderful day peace and love to you all